Welcome to Systemize Your Success. Today, I'm joined by Luana Riviera, who is the founder of Dauntless PR. And she is all about catapulting business owners and entrepreneurs into a new level of success by exposing them to, well, actually, let's get into it because I'm not going to put words into her mouth. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. Welcome, Loana. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I'm so happy to be here. And what makes me even happier is that my hair matches your background. Yeah, for anyone not watching this on the, on YouTube, we've literally, by coincidence, I've coloured my background to perfectly match Luana's hair. hair so. not planned in advance. Not at all. Brilliant. So obviously we're on sync already. We're, we're, we're singing from the same hymn sheet, so to speak. But Thank you so much having me on. Uh, my name's Luana Ribeira. I run Dauntless PR and I help experts on a topic to get booked for television, radio, magazines, podcasts, and other press like newspapers, that kind of thing. Fantastic. And you're a best-selling author as well, I believe. I am indeed. Four times, four times over. Cool. And I presume your books, I haven't actually read them. I will hold my hands up. Um, but tell us what your what your books, your topic of choice is. Is it PR by any chance? Well, I started off, my first book ever was called Passion to Freedom. And that was just when I stopped working in a brick and mortar business. And I decided to go after the life of freedom. And I did it. And, you know, I ended up traveling the world for a bit. Um, and so I documented the, my process into a book. And since then, um, the books that I've released, my favorite one is... Um, is one that I did with my clients. So it's a multi-author book and it shares all of our stories into visibility. And so I, I just love it because it just shows how far everybody's come and all of the different challenges that come with raising visibility that every business owner has to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in getting more visible. So that's why I, I really love that book. Fantastic. Cool. So we were just talking before we came on mic, so to speak, and I would explain that I love interviews like this because I, I feel it's massively relevant to where I'm at in my business now. I mean, we bumped into each other, so to speak, on uh, Facebook and we started chatting yeah. and then I actually checked out your profile and saw what you did and I thought, oh, you know what, I need a bit of that in my life. So I was interested to have a chat with you and I thought, what better way to do it than actually get you on the podcast and yeah, to find out how, yeah, how, how you help you kill the two birds with one stone. So like keeping it generic, not just a free consultation for me, obviously, but for a, I'm an expert business owner. So I'm a coach. I help other small businesses. And for me, it's all about systems. It's about hiring staff. It's about HR, it's about operations. But whatever the topic is, like it's the the process I imagine is relatively similar. When would someone like me be at the right stage to seriously think about PR? When maybe I'm, when would be too early? 
And also what would, what does that look like? Like what for me, like not really knowing a lot about PR, I've had a background in computing and medicine, not huge PR fields. And so I'm actually, you know, I've got, you know, ideas like you said in the intro, it's about getting interviews and things, but is it more than that? Over to you. Uh, what a great question. I'm really happy that that you've just asked me that. So first of all, I would like to respond on what's the best time for PR because the best time for PR is very simply when the business is established and what that means is when but let me let me be really clear good PR is never going to harm okay so there's never too early if you want to create a buzz around an offer or, or something like that that you're doing the question is what's going to be most beneficial for you to be focusing on at the minute and our pr comes in when the business has their offers in place they know their audience well they're clear on their market um, on their messaging you know they've probably got systems automations team in place things for when more people come in and they're getting more visible then they're going to be able to manage those things but having said that because I do think there's a lot of misconception in the industry which I always love to clear up so having said that it's not like a feature is going to go out say a feature is going to go out in Forbes what people ex tend to expect because PR is something that's often missold um, but what people tend to expect is that 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 feature is going to go live in Forbes, that they're going to be inundated with leads, that everyone's going to be clamoring to work with them. Now, in re actual reality, it's much more of a slow build, I guess. It's not something that you can track and go, oh, how many leads did I get from that feature? It's not a leads and sales system. You need those systems in place before amplifying it with PR. What PR does is it helps those things to work better by increasing trust, credibility, and reaching huge new audiences. Because let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to cut through the noise online, you know, with the with the algorithms. Our con we can be slogging our guts out, creating content which I love to do, don't get me wrong, but then the algorithm is in control of who gets to see it. And it's just being reduced and reduced seemingly the whole time. Well, let's bypass that. Let's go for PR. Let's guarantee ourselves to get in front of millions and boost our credibility and SEO at the same time. It just makes perfect sense to me. So as for what it involves, it's interviews. Some of those could be written interviews. They can be phone interviews. They can be on TV. Most of them these days can be done over live link. Like sometimes people are concerned about the traveling involved or whatever. I mean, I love being in a studio. That's where I thrive. So I will happily travel the world for, for a TV interview. Others won't, you know, or they feel it's not going to be worth it for them or whatever. And that's completely fine since the pandemic so much like it's opened people's minds to what can be done online so yeah a lot of it's being done on live link now yeah but and i think for someone that lives in sweden whose business primary business i guess now my secondary business but my, my original primary business is in the uk and have i have met 
I guess in the early days, I met some clients because I was doing some networking around property. And that's how I actually met a lot of my clients for my systemization business. But actually, like since I've, since COVID, definitely, I've, I've never met, oh, one client I've met. And so for me, the idea of actually traveling anywhere, because it's such a big, because I've got a young family, I've got an 18 month old, hey. who's quite a lot of hard work. I've got a seven year old wow. and my wife works more than full time. And so for me going away, it's a nightmare. So that that is actually good to hear because- I, I mean, I could, my wife would, would find ways to cope, but it would be easier to do something like that remotely than it would be having to travel. So that's, that's you know, if it's a, if it's a great opportunity, I love being in the studio, I'll go for it. And I might bring, like, I've, I've got three kids. I might bring my youngest and my partner with me or, um, you know, or if it's just, if the logistics just don't work, then, you know, we'll, we just request live link and it yeah. hasn't been an issue. I guess one of the the big things that the early days for me, because I guess a PR like going onto social media is a form of PR. It's about just getting yourself out there, but it's sort of like often like for me self driven. And do my podcast is a form of PR, I guess. Yes. And yeah, and so completely. yeah, and so obviously I've overcome some of these hurdles. Um, but there's, I think, for me in the early days, I had such a fear about public speaking and about um, just putting myself up for judgment um and I, and i think i just i just I, I like challenging myself i like doing things that i don't like doing just to see if i can but not everybody's like that and and, and not even as, as sadistic as, as that's what i call the dauntless spirit so the, the company's called dauntless pr yeah. that's exactly what i mean by being dauntless it's not not having daunt <laughs> yeah. it's it's doing it anyway and putting ourselves exactly what you described is, you know, my, um, that's my interpretation of the word dauntless. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people, they see me now and they, you know, I'm on podcasts, I do, I'm on do coaching all the time and do lives and not so much anymore, but I use a lot of lives. Um, and they think, Oh yeah, yeah. You find it really easy. It's just, you know, one of these things that you just did all your life and whatever. And, and, um, but it's not. And I think that's also must be a fear for so many people. It is for me now, like writing my book. I've also, I've got huge reservations that when I actually put pens to paper and, and, and put it out there, that no one's going to read it. Or if I go right. on TV. So we, we do books yeah. as well. And there's yeah. this phenomenon that happens just before launch. So look out for this when you're, when you're launching your book. We call it the bookzilla phenomenon because it's like logic escapes and everyone freaks out about their book everybody decides they hate their book they they want to start from scratch they don't want to launch they look actively look for reasons not to and that's something you know something else that we work on with with clients is perfectly normal for that to happen i can't think of oh well i can think of a couple of of people who didn't seem to go through that but most people go go through it and it's the same with visibility no matter what level people are at they freak out whenever they go into a new level of visibility and that is completely normal everybody does it regardless of their level and yep. all right i'm going to share with you if this is okay of course i'd love to share with you the first time that i went on camera because people struggle to believe this. But I, well, first of all, okay, when I was growing up, I had such severe social anxiety that I couldn't speak unless I was with close friends or family. My throat would just close up. 
so I went from that, went into dancing, which was my form of expression from that into acting where I could just say I was hiding behind the character. But when I started going and being in front of the camera as me, well, that was a whole new level entirely. And so I, I was running an acting academy at the time and I wanted to make a video for YouTube, just a little video for YouTube. So I hired... A, a videographer to come and help me, a good friend of mine who was very, very patient. So it took from nine to five to get three minutes of footage because I could not do it. Every time he hit record, I would freeze or I would just start babbling or I would just start stuttering or I, I just couldn't do it. My, my brain would just go like I, I'd forget everything. And I just couldn't do it. And the way that I've gone through that is what you exactly what you were talking about earlier, which is just to carry on. Like every day I'd put myself in a challenging situation that I didn't want to be in that felt terrifying. Um, but every day I would expand on that visibility until now, you know, I can happily go on TV, speak in front of millions. I can speak in front of thousands on stage. And it do, am I scared? Of course I am, you know, but do I do it anyway? Yes. Like, do I mess it up every now and again? Hell yeah. And that's okay. You know, like, I think something that's really important when it comes to being more visible is to give yourself permission to do it badly and to keep working on it. I'm sure, I mean, I haven't seen the, the earlier episodes of your podcast. Have You know, like, I, I don't know how you feel about those compared to how you are now, but I, I can, the more you do something, the, the more comfortable you're going to feel. And um, that's definitely been my journey with being more exposed. And, you know, I, I love, you, you mentioned as well, um, PR, uh, social media being PR, and it is, of course, like, and that's something we don't focus on social media. We focus on more mainstream and podcasts and that kind of thing. Um, but it is really helpful to have social media creating synergy with that as well. That's the most effective way of doing it. Yeah. And, and I think what's great about social media is it's it's free to get yourself out there oh my God, and, and, yes. and, and the other great thing is in the beginning nobody watches you so you can you know I remember reading Russell Bronson many years ago and, uh, and he was talking about getting yourself out there and he was like the great thing is like for the first few months no one's gonna watch your videos so if you're an absolute idiot it doesn't matter and you know yeah. and that's totally true totally. And, and so uh, sorry what I was just gonna say so when um and I think that that's where you you learn your trade almost where you make your mistakes and whether it's just going alive on on uh, Facebook and I actually used to practice doing lives into a group on Facebook that had no no members in it and uh, you know just just to get into the habit and get used to the technology so that wasn't putting me off while I was trying to actually speak and I you know writing scripts and stuff then I found that didn't work for me and you know just trying out what actually resonates with you as well so yeah and that overcoming that that fear factor and I remember like the first YouTube I've ever recorded it's a one minute, 19 seconds, I think it was. And like you, it took me six hours to record that. 
and and it was just it's that's insane like you think the amount of, you know, if we were in the same the position one, you know and it's just like so you got it over anyway we probably digress a, a bit but it's massively useful because i think for a lot of people including myself even now like you said going into the next level and i've got a fear in it's not for me now actually about getting on camera or or on stage that's actually i've overcome that now i believe i'm sure absolutely crap myself at the time but you know that isn't holding me back now i think for me it's almost a belief in what i do and 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 it's crazy because like we have amazing you know case studies and testimonials and client success stories and like time time again but still like almost that feeling and i think it's just a like part of being a business owner you never feel you quite qualified to to do what you do you know well maybe at some point you will but i think that's also also a driving factor as well so how do you help people overcome these barriers these blocks whether it's fear whether it's you know like me like feeling of even after seven years of like maybe i'm not quite good enough like why is anyone listening to me you know how do people get people overcome that so they can actually get out themselves out there okay again that's something that everybody goes through and we will always have that feeling of wondering whether we're good enough or it's always going to happen every time we go into a new level because it's completely unknown. So there's, look, these negative voices and these unconscious patterns and everything we go into, I like to oversimplify it by referring to them all as visibility goblins. So... The visibility goblins, and I have different names for each one. Now, of course, these are just parts of ourselves. We're fully in control of them. But for example, negative voices come in, come into our head saying, you're not good enough, like you don't know what you're talking about, all of that kind of thing. I call that one Brenda the Bitch Goblin. <laughs> and then we've got other ones like Larry, the logical goblin, which who gives you very plausible reasons why you shouldn't do the thing. And, you know, there, there's loads of these goblins and they can um, they can even create illness or, you know, injuries or the, the feeling that we're not in control of something like drama erupting all around, shiny object syndrome, all of those kind of things to take us off track. Now, I refer to them as visibility goblins, and I think of them as being individuals with their own personalities. And the reason I do that, like I think of them as little cartoon images, and the reason I do that is simply because it takes the edge off. So, when people come to me and they're like, oh, I really want to do this. I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm good enough. You can talk yourself forever and ever and ever into thinking that you're not ready forever because there's always going to be more that you could do. Okay, so as if you've got an established business, if you know your your audience, if you've, if you've got offers that sell and if you're able to handle more clients, just like just leap <laughs> so that's the main thing but the, I just really want to get across here that this happens to absolutely everybody it just means that we care and it's it would be strange if we didn't have those feelings whenever we were going into a new level now wh whenever we go into a new level of visibility that those feelings are going to come up again so they are very good signs so every like change the way that you frame it to yourself and instead of thinking oh no i'm not I'm not sure if i'm good enough think oh, okay the goblin's giving me the thought of 
am I good enough? This means I'm going into a new level. It's something to celebrate. And I also think the same about trolls as well. Like when you get negative comments from trolls, it can be really, really easy to fall into self-doubt and thinking, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. Um, everyone hates me. Nobody agrees with me. And actually, all they're doing is they're showing that you're on the right track because they meet what it means is that you're cutting through the noise now those people who don't agree with you and those people who have got something negative to say about what you're doing they're not your people your people are the ones that are going to be watching that and they're going to be seeing how you handled it and they're the ones every now and again they'll comment Sometimes they'll send a DM. Sometimes they'll just opt into your freebie. Sometimes they'll just keep carry on watching you. But the point is, you did it. You cut through the noise enough to get noticed. And when you get noticed, you are going to attract negative attention and the positive. Okay, so you can't get put off by the negative aspect of it because they were never your people anyway and we have to get used to that and the only way of getting used to it is increasing our exposure to it is by doing it yeah take the pill um brilliant and so let's say we've overcome the fear and we want to going to take the next step forward like what does it actually look like like because pr to me um i, I genuinely don't I could I couldn't hazard a guess, you know, I've been around a while and I'm half intelligent, but what does it actually mean? What say if I was going to come and choose a client, like what would be the result of our engagement? What would that look like? So the result would be you would be in top publications, reaching audiences in the millions on repeat. And the effect of that is it also boosts your credibility. And it boosts your SEO rating. It's great fun. And all of these things together, what they do is they make everything else in your business work better. So all of the systems in, that you've got in place, the automations, uh, your sale, your marketing, your sales process, everything. They it just helps everything to work better because you've broken through the number one barrier between you and your clients, which regardless of what they say, it's trust. It's always 100% of the time trust. So as number one. So that's that's how it works. And the way that that happens varies depending on the level that that person is. So with us at Dauntless, we've got three different levels that people can work with us on. We've got our membership which is more for um, beginners in business. And with this, we also help to, to get to that place where they're established. You know, when, when I was saying at the beginning, well, the best time for PR is when a business is established. Well, in our membership, we actually help people to reach that stage, to build their PR foundations. And then we teach them how to do it themselves with support through a Q&A and live masterclasses. Okay, so that's the membership. And then we've got, in between that, we have a done with you service, which, oh my God, I love it because it I don't know of anything like it 
at all and it's where people can come in and they let us know we get inquiries every day from like huge huge places and we get so many of them and what we do is we post the inquiries that we've had in in a group people let us know what they want to go for we pitch them we do the follow-ups so it's kind of like a done with you they come and let us know what they be that want to be submitted for if we've got the inquiry inquiry for that we submit them do all the follow-ups and if we haven't then we can well, so, best- so, just sorry to cut you off because um I'm, I'm just i'm interested to know like what does it look like in terms of like if i'm going to engage with a pr agency um as my first engagement like is it about like me writing an article that somebody that then you get into publications is it about um like getting an like an interview like this, but for a for a, a big audience, like what what are the actual the kind of, of things that can actually I could expect as a business owner going yeah. into this world of PR? Yes, so all of that, yeah. So a combination. Most of them tend to be interviews where a journalist then goes off and writes about that person. So that can be a full page feature. It can be an expert piece where there's other experts involved as well. So, you know, it's a piece with elite experts on a specific topics, everyone giving their unique um, opinions on things. It can be a TV interview. It can be radio interviews, podcast interviews like this one. Um, So there's so many ways. Or it can be just smaller tips. It can be personal stories. So something that we have a big belief on is that, For a personal brand, people don't want to just know about the business. They want to know about you as a person and things that people typically think, well, that's not very exciting, but it's not exciting because it's you, like you're used to your everyday life, but other people are genuinely interested in these things. So um, a combination of business stories, personal stories going out across all of these mediums. And the beauty is that there's no limit to it. There's no limit to it whatsoever. So for our VIP program, which is fully done for you, we, you know, we say we're going to get you 52 bookings minimum a year, but that is the the floor, you know. The beauty of PR is that it's unlimited and you don't have to choose, shall I do this written interview or shall I do a TV interview? Shall I go on podcasts or shall I go on the radio? You can do all of it. You can do absolutely all of it. And the great thing is it doesn't take that much time either. You know, it's really great for busy people because like, say I'm on this podcast with you now. Well, I know that this podcast is going to get a great reach. Um, Once it's done, it's done. It's always going to be out there. It's always going to be out there and um, it can be used for marketing. There's, we have a strategy around, you know, what to do with your, with your marketing. So for example, um, for this one, I when this one's being launched, I'll make sure that all of my content is in line with it for that week, so that there's a build up, and then when it when it comes when it goes live, then I'm encouraging my audience to watch it, and you know I, I post about it a few times, and then I'm also sending it privately to people who are on on my leads, you know, people who have told me that they're interested in PR. Then I'll say, well, great. 
here you go. <laughs> and I mean, there's probably, by the time this is out, I will have done that. And somebody's probably probably watching this going, oh, yeah, that's what you did. So, you know, there are strategies on how to use these things for marketing to make it more effective, to increase the probability of people being warmed up, you know, because even though it's not a leads and sales system on its own, will it help with leads and sales? Yes, hugely, hugely, because it creates a buzz, it increases credibility, and you're constantly reaching new audiences. And with those new audiences, you can call them back to your space. And then you can use that feature to warm up your, your already warm audience as well. And that's the most effective bit. And that's the bit that most people miss out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, do you think that so for someone to engage with someone like yourself, and you've obviously said people need to be a, uh, an offer that's, that works, they need to be established what their, 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 their ideal client is, is that stuff that, that you would actually help people work on? Or you do expect people to come and say, look, this is my offer. Here's my client. I know all this stuff. Go, make me, make me famous. Yes. So again, it depends on the levels. So for our membership or our mastermind, they can come in at any level and we can help them to build those foundations with PR in mind. For our VIP program, we do ask that um, they're already established, that there are already, you know, six figures, dollars in revenue a year and that they've been in business for a minimum of two years. And that's because at that level, you know, we want to make sure that they've got the best possible chance of getting the absolute best publicity. And because we do it for them completely and we have like we we have guarantees and that kind of thing. From our side, we need to make sure that they are at the elite standard so that we can most effectively put them forward as well. Yeah. So it depends on, on you know, what, what they go for, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think the, the, the first thing, if someone's thinking, oh, you know, I'm not really sure um, if this is right for me, whatever, what, what do you say to people? Like, what is the first thing they can do to to get themselves out there maybe or to have a have a go um when they're warming up because a lot of people as business owners before you go down an agency route and employ someone like yourself to do whether it's marketing pr graphic design whatever people normally have a go and they just test it out and 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 is it are there some tips we can give people for just breaking through that barrier maybe maybe doing the first few things not unconventional because if you know obviously doing facebook going onto facebook that's pretty much you know everyone gets that um but what else what other things could people try so some things that are some good things to do to start with are things like maybe they can start writing their own articles and get them published. There are a few sites that are really easy to get on. Um, Elephant Journal springs to mind. Like that's a really good one because um, they can create their article. Obviously, if it's in line with Elephant Journal, um, they can submit it. It'll get published um, and 
it's a very quick, quick process that doesn't have too many hoops to go through. So once they've done that, then they can start sharing it with their audience. They can start sending it to their leads to open conversations. Let me just be really clear about that. I'm not suggesting that anybody sends articles in DMs to their leads, you know, as a hey buy my stuff kind of kind of message what i am implying is that you send it as a conversation opener um and the article would be something that they're going to get value from you know something that they're going to find useful so that's the first thing that i would do elephant journal thrive global addicted to success is another good one now these ones are you know they will accept articles that are complete so you can go straight straight on um do the article write craft the article and then you can send it off as is where with a lot of publications it's pitching first so creating a pitch first but with these ones you can just send the article as it is and they're a really great start so for somebody who's thinking mm, is it for me then that could be a good way of you know, testing the water. Uh, something I do want to say, though, is that what we use, the strategy that we use is a combination. Like if you love writing and you love creating your own stuff, fantastic. We can help you to get those published. Some people don't as well. And for people who don't, that's OK. Then we just focus on the interviews, you know, and then they get written on your on by the journalist about you. So it's two different strategies. But that's what I would suggest for somebody who's wondering whether it is for them. Now, cool. Now, really good. Good tips. I will definitely check out some of those as well. Awesome. Um, we're going to draw to a close very soon, but I'm very interested to know some success stories, like some what, what brilliant examples of maybe the, again, for a small business owner, I don't know you may work with some bigger businesses as well, but I'm thinking for a small business owner as experts, um, maybe, they're, maybe they're relatively new into the world of PR, like what sort of success stories you've got around there that you, to inspire people to actually take action and, and do something about this? So somebody who springs to mind straight away uh, she's called Lindsay Murray. She's a sex therapist, absolutely incredible woman. Now, when she joined us, she was a local therapist based in Texas, and she wanted to she wanted more impact, and she wanted to reach people on a global level, and she wanted to go online um, and basically go from being local into a global brand and. She's now, I think she's on a 10th month off the top of my head, and she's reached an audience of over a billion. Her books are full, absolutely full of global clients from all over the world. And she's been placed in incredible publications, you know, Vogue, Cosmopolitan, OK Magazine, Forbes, um, those are just off the top of my head. Vice, Pop Sugar, there's so many. Off uh, last time I looked, she'd had about um, well over a hundred placements. It was about hundred, I think it was about hundred and sixty-four when I last checked about a few weeks ago. So it'll be more than that now. Um, but yeah, she's just really, really exploded from being this local therapist to being a global brand and 
the way that I know, but on a personal level, I know that she's having this impact. And it's because, right, I've got a friend who she's very skeptical of the whole coaching therapist kind of thing. And, you know, we've often come to <laughs> come to disagreements because our opinions vary on, on that. So anyway, she was having a tough time. And I said to her, look, are you sure you wouldn't consider like coaching or therapy or something like that? And she said um, that she wouldn't usually, but she was so fed up of a situation that she said, okay, well, this time I'm going to keep an open mind and I'm going to give it a shot. I said, great. So I gave her Lindsay's name so that she can, you know, check her out. And she did do, and she had a set, she had a short list of four different um, coaches and therapists. And she went with Lindsay and her exact words to me were, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it properly. And this therapist is on Cosmopolitan, Vogue. She's on Fox Television. She's on ABC. I mean, she's on all of these TV shows. She's on here. She's on here. She's on here. So obviously she's the best. So that's the perception. Yeah. I mean, does it mean that somebody is the best? I mean, you do have to be of a certain level. I'm sure there are plenty of people, though, who are absolutely unknown, who are really, really great at what they do. But that's the perception that it gives is if somebody is being introduced as an expert on all by all of these big brands and celebrities, they're being interviewed by celebrities, then they must be the best and then what that means and by the way Lindsay was charging four times what the others were charging four times but it didn't matter to her didn't matter because she she was just like right I'm I'm just fed up I just want to go with the best and so it wasn't even a question and that's what happened oh good example and I'm gonna ask you uh what might be hopefully not a challenging question but being an expert coach myself and helping business owners, I know that not everybody is as successful as your as our flagship success stories. What are the key things that you've noticed, behaviors that have noticed that really differentiate your most successful clients from the ones that never really take off? Oh, this excites me. It really, really excites me. So what really has people taking? off in the media people who are willing to share their stories openly and also a huge thing is the intention that people go in with if they go in with the intention of I want to share my message I want to help people I want to create impact then their energy is going to be in the right place. And paradoxically, <laughs> everything else is going to come as a result of that. But when people go in with the, with the thought of, oh my God, right, I, I'm going on to do this TV interview. And as a result of this TV interview, I have to get this many clients, I have to make this much money. Or if they, they come in, we, we won't accept people who like come to us and they say, right, I'm going to join you and I need to have made this much by next month because I feel like they're not really getting the point of PR. Do those things happen? Yes, they do as a result of them 
being open with their stories, of giving incredible value, of, you know, giving freely as well. Like there might be a journalist who wants a specific expert for something that could be relatively unknown. Now, if somebody helps that journalist with that story without go without having that attitude of, oh, no, it's beneath me, if they give freely and they help that journalist with that, well, guess what? Next week, that journalist might be working for Forbes. And that's how we've built such a good relationship with journalists. Remember, most of them are, well, remember, I haven't said it before, but <laughs> most journalists are freelance OK, so one week they could be writing for something relatively unknown. And then the next week it could be, you know, something huge like Fortune or Vogue or Cosmopolitan or whatever, Psychologies magazine. So when we have had people who have said, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that, like it doesn't have a huge, huge audience, even though it might have 800,000, well, that's 800,000 who could see your stuff. So attitude is a big, big thing. That is the number one thing is being open and just having an attitude of wanting to, to help people and trusting, you know, that it's going to, it's going to trust, it's going to, it's going to result in an ink in business growth. Oh, yeah. I can't talk now. <laughs> no, I mean, from, the, from the little I've done, it's all been self-driven really for me, but I, was always skeptical, not skeptical, the wrong word. I had no idea what the impact of doing my podcast would be. And I've been doing this now for um, two and a half years, I think. If I got that right, one and a half years, can't remember, <laughs> a while. <laughs> and um, and it took, no, two and a half years it'd be doing. And it took me two years of doing the podcast to categorically get a client from the podcast. Right. As in, someone said, I listened to your podcast. And then looked, found out, and then and then you know, okay, now on the phone, and then they sign up as a client, and it's happened a handful of times, but it took two years just to get there. But in that two years, I got lots of clients along the way who were referrals from people who would be following me on social media, um, and just like listening to the stuff I'm doing, putting out there. But then when it got to the point where I was having a sales conversation with them. Those are the ones that come in and saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm actually speaking to you. I've been listening to your voice for, you know, whatever months. And, and it's that instant trust. And that's when I suddenly realized the value of what we do in social media and also in the podcast. So it, this is just it makes perfect sense to me because it's just amplifying that out to new audiences who would never find you otherwise. And so and, and they have they have this transference of trust from like you mentioned Forbes a few times. So Forbes readers trust Forbes journalists and so then as soon as you are trusted by the journalist there's that transference of trust and it's exactly the same as getting a referral from a from a, an existing client which you know most of our clients come from referrals it makes it so much easier so I totally get it you really really get it that was such a great explanation and um yeah like I caught it's like when when a friend gives a referral it's like that but more it's like it, it's like a referral on steroids or something um because it's it's a celebrity or a big brand that they're already um you know that that they already recognize it's, it's but, in reality like there's no reason why you should trust a celebrity but no, we do this no, is but human nature <laughs> right so here's the other thing the more people see us the more yeah. people hear us the more people see our name the more they trust us and the name for that 
escapes me completely I've gone blank on it there is a name for it in psychology yeah um, and it, it is just that that exposure it, I feel like it's something like the exposure effect or something like that but it is that exposure just purely the exposure builds trust and yeah. you know that that's exactly how it works so had you gone into doing your podcast with the intention of I'm gonna do this to make sales you would have quit very early on but because yeah. clearly that wasn't your number one intention then you know you stuck with it and then you could see how it would work so you know people can see somebody on a tv interview or in a feature or whatever and they can go to them directly and say hey um i've just seen you in this thing but the most common scenario is that they that they get curious and they go oh going to look this person up they look them up if they've got something in their marketing to further hook them in like for example say they're a personal trainer and they've just been talking about ways for parents with young kids to get fit say that that's what's just come out in a feature then it would do them really well to be talking at the same time that that's coming out in their socials to be talking about the same thing because then the people coming from that feature they're going to say okay oh yeah this is what I'm interested in because you know that it's that topic they were interested in yeah. so you carry yeah. on talking about the same topic when it's released but from different angles or going deeper into into one spot because people are going to be looking you up and you want to give them a reason to stay. So give them what they're interested in and also be sharing um, like freebies and that kind of thing on the same topic as well, because then people are going to opt in. And that's how you turn um, you turn these extra eyes into actual clients. It's not through letting the feature going out and then sitting back. It's being proactive with those things. So yeah. yeah, fantastic! Really, really good tips, and I think it's a good place to to wrap this one up and draw it to a close. But I do have a few few questions, just just four quick questions for you before you oh. go. Um, first off, what are your two or three favorite apps or piece of software or browser plugins that you use on a daily basis in your business? I use Basecamp a lot, so I use Basecamp for managing team and I find it really effective. Um, WhatsApp is another one that I use a lot. That's where we have our clients chats and that kind of thing. Uh, WhatsApp, Basecamp. And then I also use things like Dropbox and things like that, you know, to keep files and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I've like various video editing ones. Any, any, when, any good? Why I just want to do quick edits and that kind of thing. Any good PR related ones that you don't mind sharing? So, for people who don't have a PR agency, a good one to sign up to would be Harrow. Okay. So these give you requests that journalists are looking for. Now. Sometimes you have to be really consistent with it and you also have to be working on your pitching skills and you have to be consistent and really committed and that kind of thing. But this, that one will show you 
what the journalists are looking for at that specific time and you can see what you fit into so it lets you see what different journalists are looking for so that that's a really good one for people and i believe it's free i'm not 100 on that but i believe it's free so take a look h-a-r-o cool thank you very much and who else would you think would be a great guest for the Systemize Success podcast? I'm going to be really biased here and I'm going to say our clients at Dauntless, we have the most. Right. So our clients, we have such a strict registration process for our VIP. But with yours in with your podcast in mind, you know, and your audience in mind, then I'm going to say Martin Sharp. So again, he's one of our VIP clients and he really helps people with fitness and to be able to to be able to grow their businesses at the same time. So he helps with fitness and business of so being the best version of themselves. And also Moses, we've got a guy called Moses Noloka, who's absolutely brilliant. And he helps people with mindset, peak performance. He actually helped um, an Olympic athlete to get gold in well, the Olympics. So, you know, that's the kind of level that he's at. Andy Harrington, who helps people with speaking. Like, we've just got so many that would be an incredible fit. And you just have the most amazing things to share. Like, I I will be fully, I, I'm going to be completely genuine here in that when I speak to my clients and when we do things like we do because we do mock interviews and roasts and that kind of thing and when we do them I am so moved and blown away with with what they've got to say I like I, I just it's partly why I love my job so much it's like I get to meet these amazing people and I get to to talk to them and receive their insights as well yeah, totally. Oh, and I, I know Andy Harrington, as in, like, I know of him. I've, I've oh, he's fantastic. He, he seems like, yeah, if if if, if he'd love like, any of those suggestions, but you know, if Andy would love to come on the podcast, I would love to have him because he oh, is brilliant. completely in the same as you. It's like it is something that I know that the people at our stage of business, my stage of business, that is exactly the sort of person that that they want to listen to. So, yeah, hundred percent, that'd be fantastic. Such huge things, such huge things. Yeah. No, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, please um, make some introductions if you would mind. Oh, thank um, you. Cool. And this podcast is called Systemize Your Success. But what does success mean to you? Being able to live life in a way that gives you freedom and makes you happy. Like, for example, I've had businesses or been in employment before that have been, you know, really high paid, but they haven't fulfilled me. And I've just felt that on the, on the outside, it's looked like, it looked like I was incredibly successful. And then, but I wasn't, I wasn't because I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And so, you know, that's why I went into this. It's why I went into this, because I had this passion and drive to help people get more visible. And I think it comes from my background, you know, of, of the, the massive, crazy journey I've had with getting into visibility. So it's just such a huge passion of mine. And it's something that I can honestly say, I mean, I love getting paid for it, but I would do it for free. You know, I love it that much. So it's like... I think that to me, that is success, like 
having the freedom to do what you love every single day and not having that sinking feeling like I have had in the past where I've you know I guess traded time for money and that kind of thing or done things that haven't been fulfilling for me I just I'll never forget that that feeling of dread that I used to get and I'd never want to want to go back there so that that is success for me being you know living life in a way that makes you feel good yeah no I totally resonate with that I mean it's interesting hearing your story going from position of being very socially um nervous like to to it like quite seriously so by the sounds of it to 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 seeing you today is quite polar opposite and obviously there was a journey in between and for me I'm I'm ADHD dyslexia disorganized to the absolute max um no talk no working memory um terrible organization and really? so that's where for me my superpowers come because I spent a lifetime yeah. problems and so then now what I am I'm, I'm a genius that if you like is 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 doing the one or fixing the one thing that i've lived with and and become successful despite of but like that i think that's, a, that's such a a great reason to do business so it's really nice to hear you say that because i think that means that like you say you you would genuinely do it for free because actually you you feel that it's it's fulfilling and if you didn't didn't need the money, you do it for free, let's say. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I just, I resonate with that. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah. it looks like, you know, totally. we've had it. And I am totally disorganized. And that's, that's why I have team for everything, because <laughs> yeah. I need to make sure everything's going to happen, that I'm not going to forget anything. <laughs> Exactly. That's what my, my team is there to be my brain. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And finally, do you believe you can systemize your success and why? I do. I do. Because I think systemization is a part of success. Like, you know, if if we go to what we were just talking about in the previous question, where success is create or my belief that success is creating freedom and living life in a way that makes you happier, then systemization is crucial to make that happen. So did that answer your question? I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> that will do nicely. Thank you very much. <laughs> fantastic um Lorana, it's been really a lot of fun speaking to you today i've really enjoyed this i've learned loads you gave some brilliant tips some great um uh, resources for people to check out as well and yeah i i wish you all the success i'm sure we will speak again in the very near future so thank you very much indeed thank you so much it's been a blast <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one and for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.